Bom dia, meu povo. Boa tarde, boa noite. Whatever time it is when you are listening to this podcast episode, you're here with me for yet another episode of Rooted Strength Method. Once again, this is me, Morena, coming to you with some truth. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about being grateful. The state of gratitude. What people most say is, if you live in gratitude, you will feel better. If you live in gratitude, life will be amazing. Living in gratitude makes you a better human. Understand or be in this special place where you are more connected to what people call source energy. Source energy, the divine, whatever works for you. Um, I personally have a amazing relationship with God. That's how I... Um, That's how I see the greater power. I see it as God. I see it as nature. I see it as the universe. Everything is one for me. But living in gratitude is, is not very easy. It is not easy. Especially, especially if you've never been through struggle. But what do you mean, Morena, if you've never been through struggle? Yes, if you've never been through struggle, it is very difficult for you to appreciate for you to have any gratitude for the things you have if you're not putting yourself in that state. Because for us at the moment, just think about the life we live, okay? Think about the life we live. It's instant gratification. We get everything. We deserve everything, right? We're entitled to have everything. That is our automatic as a collective, not just as one person, as everybody. So, If you're entitled, if this is meant for you, if you should have this, how are you going to take your time to be grateful and to appreciate it enough? So I want to invite you to do this weird thing that will change your life, I promise. If you practice it, it will. I want you to start appreciating the struggle. So, okay, before we get into that, appreciate the struggle, let me tell you a little bit about my story. If you follow me on social media, or if you're my personal friend, or if you know of me, then you know that I am on the other end of tons of struggle, which is why I decided to start this podcast, because you think you see things um, the way they are, but you really don't. We don't. We are so, we are on automatic. We have these habits We don't see the little wonders of life anymore because we don't slow down, right? So I'm now, right now at this moment, I am talking to you guys, recording this podcast, and I am looking at a tree swinging in the wind. And here where I am right now is um, I'm in the state of Massachusetts, which is pretty cold. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't picture staying in the cold, but this is where my purpose, my life has brought me. And right now, spring is about to start. And every day I come outside excited to look at the trees, to see them blossoming, right? It's your connection to everything, being grateful for these little moments like spring. I'm grateful for spring. But I've been on the other side. I am on the other side now of a lot of struggle. Uh, we moved back and forth. So for three years, for three years, I didn't have a proper home right? So I, um, I will tell you a little bit so you can understand. 
My husband and I were living in the United Arab Emirates. We'll get into why we got there later because that story is long. But we were living in the United Arab Emirates and because I needed to finish his, um, excuse me, his legalization process, because I needed to do his papers, right? I um, was told in 2018, I was legalizing him and my mother. And I was told that I needed to move back into the USA and uh, stay there as a resident. So reside here, sorry, should reside here as a resident um, until his papers came through. So it was very difficult because we were trying to get pregnant, right? We have a little baby girl. We had been struggling for about, I don't know, two and a half, three years with um, trying to conceive, which meant that I myself was going through a lot of struggle because those women who have gone through that understand that when you're unable to conceive, and as a woman, that's how I identify myself, I should be able to conceive because my body is meant to reproduce. I couldn't already having a 14-year-old. So my mind was all over the place. And when I decided that I needed to come back for my mother's papers, for my husband's papers, to come back into the States, I came with our 14-year-old, right? And turns out that right before I traveled, I was pregnant. After doing, I was doing the whole process. I was taking uh, the Clomid during the cycle and then afterwards, I have to go every day to the doctor to get an ultrasound. It's a very uncomfortable procedure for you as a woman. You have to be there all the time to get ultrasounds. And then when, you know, everything was ripe, then I would get a shot. And then we would be able to have intercourse to be able to conceive. So, you know, everything was very calculated and it was odd. So suddenly you're like, wow, I'm pregnant, but I'm leaving. I am leaving. Okay. My husband is an amazing, amazing father. <clears throat> For those of you that don't know him, he's he's awesome. He's my partner. Um, and you don't realize the workload your partner has until you don't have your partner around. Hmm. Let's digest that for a second. So... Going back to the U.S., being pregnant. Now, a lot of men don't understand about the differences that happen, you know, inside of woman, of a woman when she's pregnant or when she is PMSing or when she's in her menstrual cycle. Hormones, things are all over the place, especially pregnant. It's like when you're happy, you're really happy. They're the best kinds of laughs. You will laugh so much that you will snort. At least for me, that's how it was. And then my belly would move around because it was so heavy. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was glorious. But when I was sad, it was like someone stuck a knife through my heart. It was like being heartbroken from your first boyfriend breakup. It was crazy, exaggerated feeling going through me and I didn't know what to do with it. So, okay, how am I going to do this? Who can I rely on? Oh, I have to learn how to rely on people. That was also difficult. 
What am I going to do? I'm going to be responsible for other people. That was also difficult. My son was going through um, relocation and finding his identity, being in the U.S., because it's different when you grow out. And we could talk about that in another episode as well, because it is an important subject. Is How can I help my son, empower my son to stay himself in a country which is amazing? I love the United States. I love being American. I'm American-Brazilian. I love it. But um, social media, trends, TikTok... Behavior is often set by the environment. And a lot of people are just the same. For kids, I mean, it's harder for them. So for us as parents, it's always a struggle to be like, wear what you want. You don't have to wear the same clothes as they, but you don't have to talk like they do. But your hair doesn't have to be like their hair. Because these are things that I wish my mother knew enough about to tell me. And I went through that struggle. So I'm also, you know, breaking the chain and trying my best to do different because I see it now. I see it. It's clear to me. So we, I go through that and I cry a lot, oftentimes in the car because I was at my parents' house. I didn't want to be crying in front of people. So you cry in the car, you know, (laughs) and I would go back in and I would just be in chaos most of the time. So I decided to concentrate on something positive. Um, At some point, and I'm going to send her this episode so she knows she impacted my life, but at some point in my life, I had also worked with uh, Traumatic Crisis Intervention for Easter Seals, a nonprofit organization. And I used to deal with um, teenagers mostly with emotional and mental disabilities and behavioral problems and I had this one girl and my sunshine she'll know who she is I'm not going to announce her name but she'll know who she is and I used when she went through her struggle you have to you know you talk to them after they go through their problem and you help them you help them see what's up you help them progress and I used to always tell her that anytime we went through struggle in life it was God's way of teaching us a new lesson right it was your way through evolution And those TCI people that are listening to this will understand that we learned in TCI that crisis is an opportunity for growth. Wow, it's crazy how the world that just goes around and then all the information that you learn and the things you go through, they're meant for that one moment, right? So I decided to start hypnobirthing and I decided to start doing breath work and I decided to have a natural birth and And I decided to become a professional, so I started studying. I still remember that I went to get my first, um, my NASM certification when I was really pregnant, right? And I passed the test. I was so excited. And then when I left, my car had been towed in the middle of Boston. (laughs) In the cold-ass winter. Oh my God, where did my car go? Oh, I parked it in a weird spot because I was late for my test. As like everybody else, I was like, wow, I hope I pass this. I hope I pass this because the passing rate, it was high, but not high enough. You guys know how it is. And I had been studying like crazy. Um, So 
I passed. I was so excited. So excited about myself. Yes, I did it. Under the time too, because I knew my muscles so well. Because I had been working through learning my muscles, through feeling them move, right? So visualization of the muscles. Those tools that I use for my job today, for my method, I was starting to learn those tools. I was getting those tools from, from my life, from things that happened. Isn't that great? Your life happens according to how it's supposed to, to give you tools in which will be used at some point later on. Wow. Mind-blowing, right? That's crazy. So I go out and I had to get a cab. Oh, no, get an Uber. Get an Uber because they have them here in the U.S., right? They don't have Ubers in, in Abu Dhabi, by the way, my people. They don't. Uber app don't work there. <laughs> so I get an Uber, go there. Oh, my God. I can't get my car out. It's only cash. And the ATM machine that was right in there was broken. Didn't have any more cash. So then I take my, my behind in the cold-ass walk. Cold-ass walk. Out in the cold in the winter. Pregnant. Yep. About maybe like, I don't know, seven and a half months. It was right after I had come back from the UAE. Doing, if you see my pregnancy pictures, they were amazing. In the middle of the desert. Dumba my girl, Gabi. Um, so, okay, we walk, far walking, not close walking, crossing the street and everything. The middle of a highway was in the street. Bah, go to the ATM, come back, walk back, give them, try to give them the money to pay. And as I'm standing there to pay for, what, dude, it was like, it was $300, almost $300. It was something redonkulous. I couldn't even believe it. I'm there, pregnant. My huge belly, you know, and the guy in front of me was talking to the girl in the um, that was working there, right? And they were talking about me, but they didn't know that it was me. So this dude was like, "Yo, did the person with that jujitsu sticker in the back calling? That was me with the Team Link jujitsu uh, sticker in the back, Brazilian jujitsu." And then the girl goes. Yeah, you know, they called in, but people are stupid, you know. I had to tell her. I had to tell her that it was whatever amount of money it was. And he's like, oh, snap, I bet she didn't believe it. She was like, oh, no, but I told her. They were talking so much smack, so much smack, so much. So, okay, what are you going to do? You can't change that. What am I going to do? I can't get angry. I'm pregnant. It just takes way too much energy. I'm going to turn all red in the face because, you know, double the amount of blood, well, one and a half, the amount of blood is running through my body. So you're like always extra hot. I'm not trying to. At this point, I already know how to pick my battles a little better going through the whole experience I did in the UAE, um, working in Abu Dhabi for um, the Emirati people. It was a very interesting experience that taught me tons of patience, as did the Easter Seals job, as did so many things in life, the patience that I needed at this moment, right? Crazy. It goes around in circles. It's so cool. So I'm like, wow, okay. So I breathe because I'm exhausted. You know, being on your feet all day when you're that pregnant does not work. I was very active, but, you know, I needed to take rest here and there because my feet would hurt. 
you know, my back would hurt. It takes a lot of energy to walk properly. But you can walk properly, you can be energetic, but you need to sit here and there, you know? So I'm like, okay. And then um, I go, oh, I'm the one with the da-da-da car. And they felt so bad. You can feel the energy dropping. <laughs> the energy dropping instantly. It's like, like that Beyonce song. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay, you know. So the guy is like, well, the place is far away. And I think he felt horrible because I was there. And listening to them say this for a minute, it was for a minute. And because he was a worker there, you know, I don't know if I specified that. So he goes, I go, can I take a cab? Can I take an Uber from here to there? You, you can explain to me where it is because the parking lot was far and I needed to go to the parking lot. So this guy goes, no, don't worry about it. I'll give you a ride. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm not about to say no. Why am I going to argue? I'm that pregnant. I need to learn to, oh my God, accept help. This is the moment. This is the first moment that led me to learning how to accept help afterwards. Because, you know, being pregnant is a cakewalk compared to a newborn. So, go in his car. He goes, oh, I thought about not towing your car because of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the back. Do you train? So, I go, yeah, I actually teach classes. I'm a black belt. And then in the back of my mind, I'm just dancing like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, because that's what happens inside you. I'm a child inside. Come on. You know you're going to be like, another drop. It was amazing. It was amazing. But um, we got back. I just remembered my breathing, tried to stay in a calmer state, which means being mindful of how I was holding myself, how much stress I was holding in my body. Was my jaw tense? Was my eye, were my eyebrows like hinging my forehead together? Were my neck muscles tense? Was it hard to breathe? Hmm. I also have anxiety, so we have tons of things to talk about over episodes, but was it hard to breathe? Because being pregnant, it's hard to breathe as it is. And if you're not sitting properly, not using your diaphragm properly, it's even harder. And I was doing breath work because the breath work was going to help me with my natural birth, which turned out to be part of the method I created. Oh my God, life in circles, like all that, all that. Um, So... We went through that, then the baby was born. We're going to fast forward because we're already 19 minutes in. So the baby was born and it was very difficult. Um, I didn't have much time to relax. Once my baby girl was born and I was home already, I needed to make sure that my son was ready for school. I needed to take him to school. In the beginning, I didn't take him because I found people for that time where I couldn't drive. Because people don't know that. You come out of the hospital with a diaper on. Legit, that's what it is. And with a lot of pain, right? Because giving birth is tough. Some women recover faster than others. There is that. But I I wasn't. I was in pain. I needed to respect the time that my body needed to heal because I wanted to come back right, right? And this was very important. My recovery, it's very important. 
And I didn't have that because I needed to make sure that I took care of my son. So I was at my parents' house. Again, my mother was in Brazil. So I was with my dad and my brothers, two brothers, pretty big house. But they were out all day. They were working all day. I had no help. It was very difficult. I had my one girlfriend who helped me through everything, even my birth. Yeah, my birth was all women. It was great. So I'm going to fast forward because that's another story too. Anyway, so... She came and helped me out, but I needed to be able to voice to her that I needed help. I was on the brink of crying all the time because my hormones were all over the place. Because the baby's out, so your body's trying to regulate. That's why a lot of women end up losing a lot of hair. Your skin looks crazy in the beginning. You look exhausted. The pregnancy glow goes away. It takes you a little bit to recover. It's draining. You just made a human, and you literally popped it out. Like, it's crazy and not easy. doesn't matter what kind of um, birthing experience you had for your baby. It's a difficult process. Your insides were getting pushed for so long, and now they're trying to stay in place. It's insane. But then you're there because you have to be the provider. So you're going up and down stairs, and you're doing all of that. Cool. All right. And then you're doing all of that. You have to learn how to ask for help, and you have to learn how to take time to breathe. And then you realize that if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of others. So you begin a self-care routine, which will be something very important in the method you come up with in the future, right? Because the tools you learned yesterday are important for the tomorrow. So we had all of that between countries, away from my husband. My husband's amazing. He was being supportive, but he couldn't be there. The struggle was real. The struggle was real. And I, I, people have their lives. Their lives take over. You know, everyone has their thing. But I'm there, grateful as well. I'm living in gratitude at this struggle, at this moment as well. Because remember, it took me a long time to conceive. So even though life was crazy, I was so happy to be a mother. I was so happy to see our perfect, beautiful, amazing, healthy daughter. And then we have other things that impact that as well. I met Sapu when I was pregnant. If you guys don't know Sapu, Sapu is the father of amazing Nawe, which at this point just recently passed on into heaven because Nawe was an angel. <laughs> And seeing Nawe and seeing Sapo and seeing Lorena, which is Nawe's mom, Sapo's wife, seeing their struggle and meeting these people who took their time to ask me how I was doing in the middle of chaos. It was just such a beautiful thing. And every day that made me be even more grateful. Because I remember seeing Sapo postpartum at an event. And I was like, he's like, how's life? And I'm like, dude, I'm struggling. I'm alone. It's too much. Life is crazy. And he went, you need to be grateful for everything you have. Like upset for a minute, which if you know Sapu, it's hard to see him upset. But it was reactive because later on he, he apologized to me, to me about what he said, that it was none of his business. Because then he was like, now we would only be able to drink a little bit. Lorena would be struggling all day. 
And my daughter was a monster <laughs> when it came to breastfeeding. She was like always on the breast. It was crazy. Um, and I just recently stopped breastfeeding. Yes, I'm going to come out with it let y'all know. I was one of those people that I never thought I'd be. I was actually even weird. Weirded out if I saw people breastfeeding for too long. It's like, your baby is one and you're still breastfeeding? But then I had a daughter that wouldn't let me go because we were so bonded because we've been together all the time, right? So you're like, oh, crap. And then I thanked them. I, re- I could see that at that moment, and I thanked them for the wake-up call. Thank you, Sapu, for waking me up to my blessings. Pivotal moment in my life, pivotal moment, was having Sapu in my life. Moment that changed my life forever is remembering Nawe is the change that he created for me. And it's the... the um, infatuation with the gift of life because mortality my friends thinking about mortality it makes you appreciate life more so I started taking breaks daily to go outside and literally smell the air look at the trees feel the earth underneath my bare feet if I could because I had been living in the desert for so long and all I saw was sand and date trees Believe me, you miss nature, especially when you're a Brazilian. I'm native, native Brazilian. I'm indigenous. It's just in my core. I love nature. I love being barefoot. I love it. So the skills from yesterday that teach you to be a better you today. From then on, life continued to be hard. The struggle continued to be real. And I have so many more struggles aside from those. I just wanted to list a few. But from there, my husband was finally legalized. My, hu- my mother was finally legalized. They've been back since my mother a little earlier, my husband, December. And today, I'm recording this because it is my very first day waking up in the city of Ludlow, Massachusetts where we finally have a home. Because for me, the struggle has been literally learning that home is where the heart is, but now I have a physical space. And though I understand the materials, they don't do anything, but having a home is amazing to me. I'm a cancer, so I'm all about the home environment, you guys know, but, and I am looking at this moment with so much gratitude and so much appreciation. Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional here, but so much appreciation because I understand what it's like to be on the other side. I have that view and I keep it in mind. I don't forget. I don't live in the past, but I honor my past. I honor those experiences Those struggles make me understand the good times. Those experiences make me be grateful for every little moment that is better than that moment. This is one of the main reasons why I opened up this podcast. It was because I was called to it. I think I said that on the last episode. But I'm also a martial artist. So being able to live with the sport. Oh, wait, I didn't mention it. 
we moved to Ludlow, Massachusetts because we recently, as a couple, got hired by Team Link. Marco Alvin, the owner of Team Link, and our amazing friend, and the man that was there in the beginning of our relationship, we were part of Team Link in the past, has offered us an amazing position to be able to be here, to be able to inspire others, to be able to do what we love, to be able to slow down, literally slow down and smell the flowers, to be victorious after the struggle, understand that you need to enjoy the rainbow too because nothing lasts forever. Um, this too shall pass. All moments shall pass. So we need to appreciate each one of them because they are very particular, unique, and single. And I am so happy for all that I am, for all the tools that I have that I want to be able to share with others and make them better for themselves as I saw and as others helped me make myself better for me. So we're coming on almost 30 minutes. I want to close this out by saying thank you for listening to me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me a voice because everyone has that, right? A voice and a choice and what you do with it, that's your gift. Ashe, peace out, my people. Till next time. Thank you.